I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. It is The Jesse Kelly Show. Another hour of The Jesse Kelly Show. We're on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. You can email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. <laughs> Jesse, I've been listening to you for more than a year since stumbling on your show on a local radio station. You are very insightful and make good points. That's a good point, Chris. What, Chris? Anyway, I am always promoting you to my friends in an effort to spread the anti-communism message. I'm also inspired by the listeners who write in about their drinking slash sobriety, as I am also one of those. Your statement about if you are struggling, you are winning struck a chord with me, and I've shamelessly started using it as my own. Yes, steal everything. One thing I've wondered, though, for all the times I've heard it, and I never get tired of hearing it, I'd never heard the origin of Let the Bar Eat. When I Googled it, I came up with some unrelated film references. What's the origin of this catchphrase? Uh, look, I don't know the origin. Here's, here's what I know. When we were in, when I was in the Marines, I was in weapons platoon, or you would know it as probably heavy weapons platoon, and this is what that means. In an infantry company, an infantry company, you will have platoons of riflemen where they're oath. Well, I'm not going to go into the details. They're riflemen. And then you will have an extra platoon that's called weapons or heavy weapons. And that platoon will consist of assaultmen, 
uh, meaning uh, assaultment, uh, rocket launchers and stuff. Okay, that's the best way I can describe it. Rocket launchers. But they do other things. Just rocket launchers, mortars, that was me, and machine guns. The machine gunners are all a bunch of nutballs. I'm sure I have a bunch of them listening to this show. I love them so much. But whenever we would go out on shoots, whenever we could, we want to get down and shoot the heavy machine guns. Because, I mean, who doesn't feel like more of a man when you're pumping some heavy lead down range? And it was just something that we all got from them. It was when you're shooting something with a heavy machine gun, it's because the gun is hungry. And when you're shooting something, that's the gun eating. It's chewing. It's chewing things up, so it's eating. And that is where we got Let the Bar Eat. I'm positive there will be some Army guy or Marine Corps guy emailing me in who actually knows the true origin of where it came from. It was just what we all said. It was just how we all talked. I don't... Yeah, it's not more complicated than that. It's just how we all talked. All right. Feminism versus transgenderism. Jesse, I'm not on social media, but I was shown a Twitter feed from Martina Navratilova, who was a superstar tennis player and now a full-blown lesbian feminist. The issue at hand is that Leah Thomas, by the way, Leah Thomas is that dude swimmer for Penn. Leah Thomas says Martina is not a true feminist because she doesn't believe biological males should compete against women. Wrap your mind around that. You said it, and it's true about communists. They eventually eat themselves. I cannot wait for your book to come out. Next time you're in Utah, bring your boys. I'll have my kids come teach them how to fly fish. We may or may not be going to Utah for the book tour, by the way. Hint, hint, hint. All right, anyway. This is something that the communists who are part of the movement They never can wrap their minds around. They can't really understand that it's coming for them too. Because part of the reason people will become communists, part of the reason you'll join, you know, Black Lives Matter or or the LGBTQ mob or the climate change nutter, a big part of that is you are dissatisfied with your life, however it is. Remember, there's never been a happy, grateful communist. This does not happen. It does not exist. There's never been a happy, grateful communist. So you're dissatisfied with your life. You join a movement to be part of something. Because all human beings, everyone, me, you, everybody, we all have this desire inside of us to be part of something bigger than ourselves. We just do. We want to be part of a cause. For instance, if I could uh, give you a billion dollars. I could give you a billion dollars, and here were the rules, though. Here's a billion dollars for you, but you can never have a job. You cannot have a family. No wife, no husband, no kids, no nothing. You you cannot have a job. You cannot have a family. You cannot give to charity. You can't do charity. You can't help people out. But the billion, yours to spend. Go buy a, a Lamborghini. Go to the Mediterranean with some supermodels. Go, go, go. Do you know that you would hate your life? You would be miserable beyond belief. You, you don't think you would. And maybe right now you're going through some financial hard times. So you think, no, I wouldn't. Dude, hear me, you would. 
You'd be better off making 20 grand a year, scraping by, clipping coupons to go afford groceries than having that billion. If you're only about you, it's dissatisfying. So these people who are unhappy with their lives and don't have another cause, they join a communist group. And as part of the group attitude, they just start destroying. Like you mentioned the feminists. Feminists were miserable before they were feminists. That's part of the reason they became feminists. Oh, I'm miserable. I'm unhappy for whatever reason. Oh, hey, would you look? There's some other women who own a lot of cats and drive Subarus. They're unhappy too. I think I'll join the, the local Subaru group and we'll all go watch softball or whatever. And so they join the feminist group initially to be part of something and because you know there's, there's a kinship there. Hey, we're all bitter. We have short hair. It's a kinship. What they don't realize is, what most communists don't realize is they're communists and they're part of a destructive movement. Most of these people are just low info people who don't know better. And so they wake up one day, you're Martina, how do you say it, Navratilova. You wake up one day and your movement is gone. It's been destroyed. It's been eaten alive. You thought maybe you were joining some feminist movement to uh, get better hours in the workplace or better pay, or you thought the laws were were too geared towards men. So so you joined this group of this effort, this group of women. Yeah, go get them, woohoo! But you didn't know you were joining a communist movement hell bent on destruction, and that the destruction comes for you too. They don't know. They don't know. One of the one of the great movies, and I can't believe I'm saying this because it's so dark. It's the darkest, most hilarious dark humor movie I've ever seen. The Death of Stalin. Chris forced me to watch it a couple years ago. He kept hammering me. You got to watch it. You got to watch it. You got to watch it. And I would tell Chris before I watched it, Chris, there's no way that all those purges and death and executions, and stuff, that couldn't be funny. And he said, just trust me. Yeah, he was right. It's really funny. But it's also very accurate on Stalin's death. And in the wake of Stalin's death, uh, one of the true historical monsters. I mean, this guy, he could be the worst human being to have ever walked the planet, and most people don't know his name. His name is Lavrenti Beria. Lavrenti Beria. He was the head of Stalin's secret police while Stalin was still alive. And as head of his secret police, he led so many purges. He killed so many people. He was also a pedophile. He's just a really, really, really bad person. And he did all these things and had all this power. And then at the end, Stalin dies. And soon, it's Lavrenti Beria having a bullet shot into his head. And that's a true story. I don't know if it went down exactly like it did in the movie, but that's a true story. It was immediate. When you join one of these destructive movements... Uh, we're just in it for climate change, Jesse. We're, me and my friends, we're all just passionate about saving the earth. No, I know that's what you think. But that's not actually what your group is about. Your group is all about destruction. That's what your group does, destroys. And eventually, it will destroy you too. Because there's no end. You know what's crazy? Wrap your mind around this. Wrap your mind around this. You know, you know what's nuts? Right now you're watching the T part of the LGBTQ whatever. You're watching the T's crowd out and take over everything. It's not enough to be gay anymore. you got to be trans. Get this. 
the T's will get crowded out one day too by something else. That's how it works. You think that you're the pinnacle. You're on top of the victim ladder. But really, the ladder's still growing, and it won't be long. You'll be on one of the bottom rungs, and they'll eat you up too. It's kind of how it works. All right, we have more Ask Dr. Jesse questions. Somebody wants to know about whistleblowers. What do I think about whistleblowers and how money laundering works during wars? And someone else wants to know, Jesse, how can I get a better night's sleep? Actually, no one wrote that in. I just thought that would have been a helpful email considering I'm about to tell you to go buy some Giza Dream Sheets. Go get Giza Dream Sheets from MyPillow. Best sheets ever. Softest, most breathable, most comfortable sheets freaking ever. And right now, they're their lowest price ever. $29.98. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special square, and use the promo code JESSE. MyPillow.com promo code Jesse or call 800-845-0544. When they're their lowest price ever, take advantage of that. Go get a couple sets. MyPillow.com promo code Jesse. All right, money laundering and whistleblowing. Wow, it's the whole Biden administration. Hang on. What, Chris? We can make jokes. It's fine. You got that right. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and remember, it's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Also, if you miss any part of the show, you can catch the whole thing on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. We'll get to the money laundering and whistleblowing in a moment. Somebody wants to know, whatever happened with the creepy gas station attendant? Now, for you new listeners, allow me to update update you. Well, I'll catch you up, and then I'll update you. I have this gas station I stop at. It's close to my house. And it was a pretty new gas station six months ago, a year ago. I don't remember when all this was. Look, life blends together, okay? But it was a gas station. And I would go in there, and I'm naturally closed off with people when they're seeking out information because I know that's how criminals get information. I've had to talk to my sons about this. You just feel like you should answer people when they say, hey, where are you from? Where are you? What do you, what do, you do? What do you do? I naturally don't answer that or I'll lie. I, I, just, I just, so this, this guy though took it to a new level. He was always there. He was always the cashier at the gas station. And I don't mean, uh, hey, how are you? Or, hey, how's your day going? Something, something standard and vague like that. I would walk up to him and this is every time he would ask me questions like, you just getting off work? Oh, do you live close by? Oh, it was stuff like that every single time. Stuff like that. I, I, I don't know whether he was just socially awkward or whether he was a government agent or what it was, but he was asking questions like, like a government agent would. I'll put it to you that way. And I don't know whether he was doing this with everybody. Probably was. He's probably just an awkward guy. But it cre- it was creepy, the level of questioning you would get, specific questioning. Oh, where do you work? Oh, just everything. It would go down the line. So about four or five months ago, he disappeared, and I haven't seen him again. Not making that up. What do you make of that? What do you make? Yeah, he was, yeah that's exactly right, Chris. He was recalled back to the FBI building. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. So, money laundering. People get confused how this happens. Money laundering and war and the military industrial complex. Hey, Jesse, can you explain? This is a question. Hey, Jesse, can you explain how wars are used as money laundering schemes and how it is benefiting the U.S., Ukraine, and NATO? Well, let's be clear. It's not benefiting Ukraine. It's not benefiting the U.S. It's benefiting the elites. It's benefiting the people in charge, benefiting the government people. It's benefiting the business people. It's not helping those poor Ukrainians who are getting chewed up and spit out. It's not helping the poor Russians. It's not helping any of this stuff. But here's how it works. Wars, all wars, all wars historically. War is expensive. Let's let's begin with the basics. War is really, really expensive. It costs money to provide men with arms. In uh, some societies, many, many societies, Greeks and Romans at various times and things like that, many societies, the military itself wouldn't even provide you with arms and equipment. You had to bring your own. If you were a Greek farmer and uh, Athens is going to war, hey, uh, we need you over here, pierogi or whatever your name is, come on down. You have to go get your shield and your spear and your armor and you come to war. And, as horrible as this was, the rich people had better gear. If you're poor, if you're poor and part of the Roman army in the early days, if you're poor and part of the Roman army, you might show up at the battle with kind of a raggedy helmet and a spear but the rich guy who lives at the fancy plantation up the road, he's riding his horse, and he's got chain armor on, and he's got a spear and a shield and a sword. War's expensive. The arms are expensive. Paying the men is expensive. And even if, even if you don't pay the men, feeding the men is crazy expensive. And I don't want you to read into this unless, unless you're kind of a nerd out on details like I am about some of this stuff. If you ever pick up a book of any kind about uh, uh, any kind of a big conflict, it would work for anything. World, World War One is one of the ones that really opened my eyes to it. If you ever opened up a book and read about World War One, the amount of food an army consumes in a day, I still to this day, when you look at how much food an army of uh, 500,000 men consumes in a day, I'm amazed any nation can produce enough meat and bread and whatever to, to, I'm amazed it's possible to feed that many people. It's crazy how expensive wars are. So because of that, because of that, in the more modern era where we are now, we have war machines. I'm not trying to sound like Ozzy Osbourne here. We have war machines. To where that's their entire industry. This is what I do. I provide you all the missiles. They're expensive, and I know you're going to pay for them because it's big business because it's expensive. So that's my business is I provide you the bullets. Or my business is I provide you the food, the MREs. That's what we do, the MREs. You come stroke me massive checks, and I'll produce mass quantities of food that will make you constipated for a month on end. That's what they do. Because of that, similar to what we were talking about yesterday, large quantities of money change hands totally separate from the people who fight. 
and I'm, I'm up against the clock here. I will I will finish explaining this in a moment. It's a fascinating question we're going to walk through together. Let's walk through this together. Let's walk through our personal health together, and I'm not judging you. I just had a double cheeseburger for brunch. All right, I'm not judging you and how you eat or anything like that, but I am saying I have to be better. I'm getting better. You have to be better. Walk more, drink more water, eat better. Part of that, fellas, is your testosterone levels. They're falling because of the estrogens and everything. Ladies, you need energy too. You need to be vital too. Female vitality stack from chalk. Male vitality stack from chalk. Forget everything else. Forget about, even forget about the testosterone levels. Go take it for 90 days and then email me and tell me how you feel. The difference in how you feel is palpable. It's life-changing. CHOQ.com, promo code JESSE, gets you 35% off a subscription. Chalk.com, promo code JESSE. We'll be back. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. You're welcome. It is The Jesse Kelly Show. Sorry, I didn't mean to. I guess I should have. I should have paused the whole money laundering war machine thing explanation I was doing. I almost forgot. Corinne Diversity Hire has given us the hard-hitting info about President Poopy Pants. So there's a few that I know of. He likes spaghetti, which is pretty cool. I love spaghetti, too. like spaghetti with red sauce. And so that's one of his favorite meals. Man, I am glad to be in the know, as I am sure you are. <laughs> All right, back to what we're doing. We're explaining that kind of war stuff. One, the basic premise is because the person asked money laundering and war and how it how it how it's used. So wars are expensive, no matter what. They're expensive. Now, that created a war machine, especially in modern nations. So now you have this war. This think of it like a private sector war machine, although it's not really. All right, so you have this gigantic. Defense contractor. This defense contractor, what does he, what does he want? Where, where's the money? The real money is giant government contracts. He's not worried about someone walking in off the streets. You're not worried about a thousand people walking in off the streets. He wants a brand new $500 million deal from Congress. But how is he going to get that $500 million deal? Well, those, Bullets have to be in need. They have to be something Congress needs. The military needs. The military has to be looking around saying, hey, we're out of bullets. And Mr. Bullet Factory says, hey, you are in luck. I've got some bullets. But why would the military be running out of bullets? The military would be running out of bullets for a simple reason. They're shooting them all. The numbers, I've been looking at some numbers with a guy I know, an army guy I know. He's still in, so i got to protect his identity. The numbers I've been reading lately about the number of artillery shells that have been fired in Ukraine. It's astounding. But if you just trace back the money, someone has to make new artillery shells. Someone has to make them. Someone has to ship them. And so now you have this large quantity of money passing through Congress, going over to the defense contractor, Mr. Bullet Factory, and then the defense contractor gets those bullets and sends them to the military. But wait, it's actually worse. The military is full of admirals and generals, many of them not patriots at all, in there to line their own pockets. And so when your General Warbucks 
and you're done screwing things up for our guys on the ground in Afghanistan, you don't resign in disgrace. You don't get fired. You don't do any of those things. You get a big pomp and circumstance retirement. Everybody telling you how great you are. Oh, you're the best general ever. I love you, general. And then you walk right out of there and you walk right into the corporate boardroom of the big bullet factory. And you go from making two, three hundred grand a year to a million, two million a year. Okay, so that just describes America's. Now expand that to something like Ukraine. Ukraine, I'm not talking about the Ukrainian people here. I'm talking about the government. I actually love Ukrainian people. The government itself is horribly corrupt, and it was a long time before this. Look, all those countries, those those former Soviet countries, they really have struggled. They, they re- it's hard to get your act together after all that. There, it has been the black market for weapons, the black market hub of the planet for quite some time. Their government is corrupt. They have these these finance. He's a finance minister. What's he make? Oh, he makes uh, two hundred thousand dollars a year, which is funny because that's his eighth Lamborghini and he, that he's driving up to his third mansion. So what we're doing now is we're sending huge quantities of money and munitions over there. Did you know that we, the United States of America, we're actually bankrolling the pensions of Ukrainian government people? Did you know that? As part of the war effort, you're paying some guy, essentially you're paying some guy's 401k in Ukraine as part of the war effort. But wait, it's actually worse. Remember that whole bullet government, Congress, military circle we were talking about? Now, Congress has told Mr. Bullet Factory to make a bunch more bullets and ship them over to Ukraine. And Congress stopped Rand Paul from putting in an amendment that would allow us to audit to track where those bullets go. So the bullets, when they get to Ukraine... It's not as if they go sprinkle a few bullets in the hands of all the guys on the front lines. They get dropped off at hubs somewhere, and then not all the bullets make it up to the poor guys who are fighting on the front. You see, if I'm Mr. War Minister, and I have just been delivered a million bullets, and let's say I'm not a patriot, I don't care about Ukraine, I don't care about the guys on the ground, I care about my pocketbook. Well, I mean, I could deliver all the bullets to the troops where I'm supposed to, but I don't make any, I don't make a dime for that. Instead of that, I could deliver the troops 200,000 bullets and maybe 800,000. I could just kind of drop off at the old black market where I will get paid lucratively. That's what it looks like. There's a reason American rocket launchers are already being found in Venezuela. Venezuela. This is how it works. This is how the international arms trade works. There's so much corruption in militaries, foreign and domestic. There's so much corruption in these countries that you can't... Look, even if you see... This is how we've gotten ourselves in trouble a thousand times. You see some horrible conflict, like Sudan. I'm really worried this Sudan thing is going to get very, very ugly. You see some horrible conflict in Sudan, and what will happen is 
we'll turn on the news or, or go to social media or somewhere and we'll look at our phones and we'll see these horribly sad images out there uh, of women dying and children starving and, and bombs and, 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 and what we'll want to do is something. Remember those most dangerous words we talk about all the time? Somebody do something. We will want to do something. And we'll want to say, well, let's get to, let's, uh, let's at least arm the people who are fighting for that woman. But it doesn't work that way. It's much dirtier and much more complicated. And when you're dealing with numbers like we're dealing with, and when I say numbers, I'm not only talking about money, just flat out money. I'm talking about munitions at, at, at this quantity. Tons of people are getting rich. This is why I have lamented over and over again that we are no longer a nation where our elites have their children on the front lines. We're just not a country like that anymore. And really, unless you can bring that risk closer to Daddy Warbucks' home, if he's not a patriot and he just doesn't have a heart for these people, he has no reason to stop. He doesn't have any reason to stop at all. If that's what he thinks, if he thinks his son is safe, his son's never going to get in trouble, and he doesn't have any care for the troops on the ground, he's going to sit and make a fortune and keep tossing them like cannon fodder out there. The One of the best ways to avoid that is, hey, you, Senator, which Marine unit is your son in? Which Army frontline? Is he your son an Army Ranger, Senator? then why are you trying to send someone else's son off? But we've gotten away from that big time. And so all the elites, governments, military, military, industrial, they're all making a fortune. Who pays? Men and women on the ground. The real war fighters who are wearing the uniform. Their dads aren't senators. Look, it's not just the John Fogarty song. Their dads aren't senators. They joined to be better and serve their country and fight. And they get sold down the river by our elites and foreign elites. It's crap, man. It's garbage. All right. Now, someone wants to know my thoughts on whistleblowers. Someone wants to know my thoughts on draconian punishment, like floggings and things like that. That'll be spicy. All that and more still to come here on the Jesse Kelly Show. But first, let's do this. Let's make sure we are ready if these elites get us into World War III. Because World War III will be more horrible than any of us can comprehend. Think how bad the second one was, and just know the third one will be several times worse than that just by the killing power of the weapons, and, and it, it, it's going to be bad. Is that day going to come tomorrow? No, please. I, I hope not. I don't think so, but you never know. But I think we all know it's coming at some point. Just History says it is. Do you have an emergency three-month food kit ready to go when it comes? You should. MyPatriotSupply.com. Three-month food kits are sitting there ready to go. Every person who lives in your home needs an emergency three-month food kit. And right now, they're $200 off per kit. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and get yours today. It ships free. It ships fast. It'll give you some peace of mind. MyPatriotSupply.com He doesn't care if you believe him, but he's right. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Rolling along on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Let's get to this one. Dr. Jesse, I know you say not to badmouth your previous employer, and I completely agree. 
I would like your opinion on whistleblowing. My wife works for a hospital that's employing blatantly corrupt and illegal financial practices. She had accepted a job offer outside the organization, and I have a direct line to the Secretary of Government Department that's already investigating the financial practices. Should she disclose what she knows and hopes she can help the hospital from continuing to destroy people locally or just keep quiet and move on? Oh, she should say what she knows. Whistleblowing is not bad-mouthing your former employer. Make sure you're doing it right. There are laws, and I am not the expert on it. There are laws and ways you have to go about it. And don't take my word on it because I've never done it, and I hope I never have to. But, no, if, if you have a hospital doing people wrong, man, that's, yeah, that's bad. That's really bad. Yeah, that's, that's really bad. Jay Steele, going off the premise that no idea is a bad idea, I'm going to throw this out in the light of the crime issue we're facing in the U.S., since most of us would agree that criminal reform is necessary, what would you think of corporal punishment as opposed to simply time in prison? I'm not going full Old Testament here, but think about it. If someone knows they'll publicly face five excruciatingly painful lashes instead of 30 days in prison, maybe they'd think twice before looting a store. Not only would we avoid throwing our fellow human beings made in the image of God behind bars like animals, it would also be far less cost burden to society. I realize this will never happen, but I bet 99% of us would love the safety and cleanliness of Singapore. You know, we could have a thousand debates, discussions, arguments, whatever you want to put it, about criminal justice reform, because the wildest thing about it is no one, nobody in the history of mankind ever has really figured it out. Nobody has figured it out. They've all wrestled with it in one way or another. Do you do what Singapore does? What's Singapore do? Well, for weed, Singapore just executed a guy. I think this is two, three days ago. Just executed a guy for marijuana. Executed a guy. Now, that's a lot. That's horrific. At the same time. Singapore is a very clean country, very clean. I've had people email into the show before who actually were in Spain under Franco, Francisco Franco, the anti-communist dictator who took over there once he beat up the communists. And Franco would do that kind of thing. If he found if you if you had drugs on you during Franco's reign, buddy, you're gone. See ya. It's, you, they find a joint on you, you're gone. But the guy also said, hey, it sucked, but you could... Leave your car unlocked at night and no one will break into it. It's a very safe, very clean place. But at the same time, you don't want to live in a country like that, do you? I don't. It, this is a long way of saying I don't know the answer to the question. I personally, personally, I fall more down the draconian thing. I would be much harsher on criminals, but not not in the way we are. And this is what I mean. Tossing people in cages for 20, 30 years, I don't think that helps people. We're clearly not doing anything differently. And they go there and we destroy someone's life and then he comes out and he's a criminal. I don't like that at all. I bet you if you gave the guys who were sitting there, many of them listening to the sound of my voice right now, I love that the show's big in prisons. If you gave the guys who were sitting there staring at the prime years of their life spent behind bars, if you gave them the option of, hey, we'll let you out tomorrow with 20 lashes, Every one of those guys would take the 20 lashes. 
Just just whip me up and I'll, and I'll go. But then again, that's a slippery slope. And remember, the slippery slope isn't some conspiracy theory you should roll your eyes at. The slippery slope is real. Let's say we did it. Let's say we started out doing it like you just said. What did you say? Uh, lashes. Let's go with the lashes thing. Let's say we just did that. You get this many lashes for this crime and this many lashes for that crime. And that sounds good. Sounds good, right? But here's how it ends up. It ends up with your government having the power and authority to do horrific things to you. It starts out with lashes. It ends up with the government cutting your eyes out on public television. And that's how it goes. I don't know that there's an answer for it. And like you said, none of this stuff is ever going to happen. Definitely not in this country. Maybe in the wake of whatever horrific war ends up happening, maybe that kind of stuff happens. But it's not going to happen in this country. But it's something to think about, something to talk about. I still can't get over this dude on CNN who blasted Randy Weingarten because Randy Weingarten's out there trying to say stuff like this. Look at what happened in Omicron. When we were able, because of testing, we were able to actually keep schools open. Some schools shut when there were too many teachers absent, but we were able to keep schools open because we understood and used testing as a way to do that. So I think what happened was that people were fearful. You're absolutely right. But even though, thank God, kids didn't get as sick as adults, Adults were getting sick and adults were dying. There, look, there were people all across America who were taking different positions than, you know, I was at the AFT. But we were trying to figure out what were the mitigating strategies that were needed to keep schools open. Okay, okay, okay. And this dude sits there five feet away from me. You should see the look on her face and just gives it to her right between the eyes. Speaking on behalf of millions of American parents. I have four at home. I had to teach them at home. My wife had to teach them at home. I am stunned at what you have said this week about your claiming to have wanted to reopen schools. I think most you'll find that most parents believe you were the tip of the spear of school closures. There are numerous statements you made over the summer of 20, scaring people to death about the possibility of opening schools. And I hear no remorse whatsoever about the generational damage that's been done to these kids. I have two kids with learning differences. Do you know how hard it is for them to learn at home and not in a classroom that was designed for them? And for you to sit in front of Congress and the American people and say, oh, I, I wanted to open them the whole time. I, I am shocked. I'm stunned. I'm stunned. And there are millions of parents who feel the exact same way. Highly encourage you to go check out the video of that because communist John Denver sits there with this look on her face knowing she's just being savage. It's great. <laughs> All right. You know what else is great? We have another hour. And the Hunter Biden laptop thing. Somebody wants to talk about, well, hey, we, we didn't know about it. or People didn't know about it last election. You did, but most people didn't know about it. Are they going to change their vote next time? Let's have a talk about that. And we have all kinds of book tour talk. No, I'm kidding. We'll just do a little bit of that. And Biden talk and Kamala talk and inflation talk and other stuff. And Tunnel to Towers talk. You see, we still, no matter what's going on, have to care for widows and orphans. We have to care for widows and orphans. These first responders who get killed, these cops who get ambushed, 
the gold star families out there, think about the hole that would leave in your life. Dad's never coming home. Mom's never coming home. Think about the financial stress that comes with that. I love Tunnel to Towers because what they do is tangible. Hey, it's your mortgage. Oh, you don't have it anymore because we paid it off. That's what your $11 a month does. When you go to T2T.org and sign up, that's what your money does. Go look at their charity rating. It actually goes to these people too. We are ordered to care for these widows and orphans. Let's do it. T2T.org. T2T.org. 11 bucks a month. Go now. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.